and welcome to the Addicted Austinites, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. I'm your host, Catherine Price, and today we are going to be starting our in-depth look at Pride and Prejudice, and we're starting that with a look at the kind of characters that Jane Austen uses in her novels. So it it may seem a bit late to some people to be doing this episode now, uh, since we've already done Sense and Sensibility, but I've chosen to do it now because Pride and Prejudice is the novel that is best known to everybody uh, and with the most memorable characters and the best examples of what I'm going to talk to you about today. Uh, So that's why we're doing it now instead of way back at the beginning before we even started Sense and Sensibility. And with that in mind, let's jump straight in. Now, as we all know, Jane's novels are not your bog-standard novels, not a tale of heroes and heroines and villains. Because her work is a satire, all of the traditional characterizations you find in stories have been subverted and turned around and tweaked and parodied. So we can't just say this character is a hero, this character is a heroine, this is our villain. Um, A lot of people do do that, unfortunately, uh, and that has contributed to this idea that Jane is just a romance author uh, and she's a little bit boring. Um, Actually, her characters are a lot cleverer than that, and they're not the normal characters that you would find in a regular novel. Of course, we do have our regular protagonists, antagonists, and side characters as well, but They're so complex, they don't fit into that binary structure of having a hero and a villain. Nobody is entirely good or entirely bad, and even her main characters are flawed, and they aren't the squeaky clean heroes that we expect to find. And they aren't anti-heroes either, so what do we call these characters? Because Jane's novels aren't just here to entertain, they also are there to satirise and educate people on the follies of society. And her characters, therefore, serve a greater function than simply being a hero or a heroine. They are the people through which Jane tells her stories and imparts her lessons. With all of this in mind, I think that there are three main groups that we can put Jane Austen's characters into. It might be that some of these characters don't belong solely to one group, they might belong to the others as well, like a big Venn diagram with people in the middle. Um, But there are these three basic groups that define the function of Jane Austen's characters. And these are the positive example number one, number two, uh, the cautionary tale, and number three, the joke. So, let's start with the positive example group of characters. These are the characters that possess characteristics and traits and behaviour that Jane would consider good and useful to the individuals and to society as well. For females, this means displaying the attitude of what they called the new woman that was emerging 
during this time. A, a stronger woman who relied on herself and not the men around her. And for men, for males, this is men that do not undermine these strong female characters. They don't try to change them. They help these women. They are great allies, we would call them today, um, I think. In general, these are the characters that are behaving in a beneficial way that positively change the world around them and provide those guidelines of how to behave if you want to be a better person. The best example in Pride and Prejudice of a character or characters that are a positive example and that alone, um, as I said, some characters will dip in between these groups. Uh, the best pure positive example is the gardeners. It might seem a little strange, they're not exactly main characters, but just think about it for a second. The gardeners are intelligent and they are sensible. They are nothing like uh, Mr Gardner's sister, Mrs Bennet, uh, and they don't do anything wrong within the novel. They provide Lizzie with that chance to go up north and explore. They take Jane to London uh, and they don't stand in the way of the progression of these characters as they go through the novel. They provide support and they are there to help our characters. And that is what this positive example is. It's showing you how you can behave and how you can help people and also have a better, fuller, more rewarding life. And Jane uses side characters like the gardeners to be the shining beacon of good behaviour so that her characters, her main characters, can be a lot more complex and in-depth. And I will illustrate this and talk about the main characters in a moment. But first, I want to use these side characters to define the groups that we are putting these characters into and how then her main characters sort of flip between them. So on the opposite end of the spectrum to the positive examples, we have the cautionary tales. These are the characters that show you what can happen if you continue with undesirable behaviour. These characters aren't necessarily bad people or, or evil or villainous. They are just characters that have made bad decisions and can show the repercussions of bad behaviour. And the best example of this in Pride and Prejudice is obviously Mr Wickham. Now Mr Wickham is a very interesting character. He is very often seen as the bad guy of Pride and Prejudice. He's the villain. But I would argue that he's not necessarily villainous and he's certainly not evil unless you're talking about the Mr Wickham in the film version of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and then he is definitely a villain in that one. Uh, but in Pride and Prejudice on its own, Mr Wickham is a very complex character and serves better as a cautionary tale than he does as an out-and-out -out villain. Yes, I know he was lying, he was deceitful, he did finally get his comeuppance when he had to marry Lydia, but you really have to go back to Mr Wickham's childhood that Mr Darcy explains to Elizabeth to really see 
where all of this started and why it is that he's a cautionary tale and not a villain. Now, when he and Darcy were young boys, Wickham was most definitely the poorer of the two, but he was elevated nearly to Mr Darcy's level by his father's work for the elder Mr Darcy. And this starts Wickham on a path to becoming what is essentially a spoiled brat. And that is why he is a cautionary tale and not a villain. He is a young boy who had too much and it just went to his head. I'm not saying that what Mr Darcy's father did was wrong. I think it's, again, a very positive example of how you can behave uh, in being charitable. But I think Mr Wickham wasn't disciplined enough and he wasn't taught that respect for money that he would have had, had Mr Darcy not showered him with things. So he's a cautionary tale in two senses. He's a cautionary tale for himself in his own way, for the behaviour that he does. Um, this is what you will happen to you when you take advantage of people's money. But he is also a cautionary tale in the sense of the way that he is treated as a young boy, uh, and it's this is what will happen if you spoil your children and don't instill that respect for money that they need. And this, I hope, sort of shows the difference between a villain and a cautionary tale in that Mr Wickham's behaviour isn't necessarily entirely his fault and the way he was brought up had an impact on his behaviour. And he's not just there to be booed and reviled and fitted into that evil guy um, box. It's He's there to teach the readers a lesson and to give them that warning. Because I think that had situations worked out differently, Mr Wickham would have been a perfectly lovely man. I think he could have been very friendly and very charming and he could have been a very good soldier. But the way that things conspired, he ended up on the wrong track. And therefore, he is a cautionary tale and not a villain. And that brings us to our final category of groupings for Jane Austen's characters. And that is the joke. Now, Jane Austen's work is satire. It's satirical. So it is making fun of practically everyone but there are certain characters that are simply there to be laughed at they're not necessarily doing anything wrong and they're not bad people they are just being ridiculous and it's portrayed in a funny way and in Pride and Prejudice the main example of course is Mr Collins nothing that Mr Collins does is necessarily bad so he's not a cautionary tale. He's not, this is what will happen if you behave like this. He is a character that is simply there to be laughed at because he has taken things over the top and he is being ridiculous. And there's not necessarily a lesson to be learned from his behaviour. There's nothing bad that he's doing. So by that definition, he is therefore just a a joke and not a serious positive example or a cautionary tale. Mr Collins' purpose is to make you laugh, not to teach you a lesson. 
So those are the three main types of characters that Jane Austen has in her novels. I hope that I've explained it well enough um, and that the examples have helped you to sort of understand what I'm talking about. Um, and there are plenty of examples of characters in her novels that fit into those three boxes and stay there. The interesting thing comes when we have her main characters, which seem to sort of traverse these groups and they fit into more than one. And the best examples in Pride and Prejudice, of course, are Lizzie Bennet and Mr. Darcy. They are obviously our protagonists, but they are flawed human beings and they aren't necessarily heroic in their behaviour. Um, instead, they are ultimately a positive example. They are the ones that get their happy endings and they are the ones that have those positive attributes. But they are also cautionary tales and that is the whole point of Pride and Prejudice. That's why it's called Pride and Prejudice because they are both very good people. Lizzie is very strong, very independent. She is this new woman that Jane is wanting to promote. Uh, and Mr. Darcy, he does start out pretty not great. Um, but by the end of the novel, he has changed and he does support Lizzie in her independence. But they also serve as an example of what can happen if you are too prideful in Mr Darcy's case and too prejudiced in Lizzie's case. So they both start out as simply cautionary tales but what changes that and what gets them out of staying in that box like Mr Wickham does is that they go through a change within the novel and they then become these positive examples. Lizzie realises that she is judging people too quickly and that she shouldn't have listened to the first rumour that she heard, whether from Mr Wickham or, or anybody else. And Mr Darcy comes to realise that he is being too proud and he is not being a useful member of society even though he's got all of this money it doesn't help if he's just going to be surly and rude and horrible and he gets that comeuppance midway through when Lizzie won't marry him but come the end of the novel he has decided that he needs to change he doesn't want to change Lizzie anymore. He doesn't want her to conform to his ideals. He's realised that his ideals need to change and that makes him become the positive example instead of just staying as a cautionary tale. All of Jane Austen's characters in her novels serve a purpose. They aren't just there to make up the numbers, they aren't there to add variety, and they're not there simply so the protagonist isn't talking to themselves all the time. Each character means something. It's like those films like Back to the Future and Hot Fuzz, where those tiny little details will come back into play later on, and everything is connected, and it brings together the story. And that's what Jane's characters do. They are always important. They are always giving some lesson of some angle to illustrate Jane's points about society. And I hope 
that during the course of this podcast I've been able to show you um, what those categories of characters are and what their purpose is to the novel. Thank you very, very much for listening to this episode of The Addicted Us tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. And this is one episode that I would particularly love to hear your feedback on. Um, I'm dying to know what your opinions are. Um, Do you think that any of Jane's characters could be simply a villain or simply a hero or simply anything? Um, let me know. Uh, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. You can leave me comments on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts from. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. It's Catherine Price um, and the Addicted Austinite, or on Twitter. I'm at Kath Price Author. Um, so you should be able to find me. Um, to have a discussion about this and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys think about this episode once again thank you so much for listening and happy reading your faithful servant the author